0: what's up everyone jay miller here bringing another productivity in tech podcast and this week we have myra benjamin on the line with us myra is the Director of Engineering at Pandora, but that is not why we got her onto the show. Myra is the creator of the Tech Intersections Conference. That is a conference for women of color in the tech space. And one of the things that you know that I definitely believe in is having an increased presence of diversity in the tech space, as well as helping to promote inclusivity in tech at And this is one of the things that Myra is very, very passionate about, not just in her area, in in the Bay Area of California, but all over the world. Um, She has really big ambitions for this, and I definitely can understand why. You know, Myra's been in the tech space for over 30 years, and she mentions in this conversation that she didn't have anyone to look up to. And even today, in her current position as a director, There aren't many women of color that hold that same position, so there aren't many peers for her in the tech space, and she is doing everything in her power to make sure that that is not a problem for women in tech in the future, especially women of color, and I really enjoyed this conversation. I am definitely going to be promoting this episode and the conference a little bit harder than I usually do uh, because I fully believe 100% in the mission that Myra has. And I think that they have a great opportunity here to do something really phenomenal. You know, I'm, I'm so excited for this conference. Uh, I, I jokingly told her, you know, if you want to start a men of color in tech conference, let me know. I'll be more than happy to go. And, and if you're not a woman of color, I'm, that doesn't mean that you should turn this episode off at all. There is a great conversation that we have. And also, I just want to remind you if you like this conversation, it doesn't end with this podcast episode. There's an entire second interview done on the after show, and you can get to that by supporting not only Productivity in Tech, but some of the other podcasts that I work with and on, like Ask a Brit, um, the Waffling Tailors, and, and many other podcasts that are a part of JNJ Media, which is the media production company that I run, but I'm not going to dally with all this promotion anymore. This is my conversation with Myra Benjamin. I'm sitting here with Myra Benjamin. Myra is the director of engineering at Pandora, but... I'm actually talking to her today about something new which is the Tech Intersections Women of Color in Computing conference that will be taking place on Saturday, January 26th in Oakland, California. Myra, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How about you?
0: I am doing absolutely wonderful. Um really quick, let people know um I've noticed in your bio like you've you've been in tech for uh, some time, and, and you've done a lot of really cool things. Let people know a little bit about some of the things that you've done and, and what you're up to now.
1: Sure. Um, I've been in tech for over 30 years, and as you mentioned, I'm the director of engineering at Pandora currently, but I've been at different companies. I've also been at startups, medium-sized companies, and large companies. Some of the names that some people might recognize are PayPal um insurance. I did a small stint at Visa and um all the startups that I worked at were pretty much they went down the drain. So here I am now at Pandora.
0: So th- that's absolutely awesome. And and what has it been like working for both sides of the industry? The startup side and the I don't want to say that the corporate side, but the the bigger more stable uh, side with Pandora?
1: Well, I mean, I I recommend that everybody does a startup sometime in their career because you learn so much about yourself and you get a chance to put on different hats at any point. Um, but it's also one of those things where you have to have a strong stomach because it could be a roller coaster. Uh, it could go down spectacularly or if you're lucky... And you're in one of the 98% of startups that aren't succeed, then um, you'll have a great ride. Either way, it's great experience. When you're on the more stable side of things, sometimes you get, you miss the opportunity to, I guess, impact something at a more huge level. Although at Pandora, I feel that I still have that impact at the company, so it just depends on your personality about what you can stomach and what you're looking for.
0: I think that's that's really valuable um, advice too. And and one of the things that I, I might add to that is if you're if you really have the stomach for it, try try starting your own startup. Because uh, I'm in I'm in that process right now, and it is very very um, challenging, <laughs> but it is very rewarding. Let's talk about this, this upcoming event. Um, what is your role with, with starting the the Women of Color in Computing uh, conference for this year?
1: Yeah, so we're calling it Tech Intersections. And you can find more information at techintersections.com. I mean, org, sorry. And what you can find there is that uh, we created this conference, which the first time we held it was last year in January. And it came about because previously, I um, was thinking about the fact that there are, I didn't know of any conferences that were truly created by women of color for women of color and actually driven by women of color. And I became more interested in trying to create something like that. So I reached out to a professor at Mills College And Mills College is somewhere where I went for my master's degree in liberal studies and She's in the computer computer science uh, department And I said, hey, here's a couple of things I've observed Uh, Not so many people know a whole lot about Mills College's um, computer science department And the other thing is that Mills College serves women. It's one of the few institutions that has been recognized as a leading institution for women of color uh, for degrees. And also, because of that I thought they were having a PR problem. So I thought, why don't we just try to create a conference um, serving women of color and see you know how it goes because it gives a chance for women of color to actually speak at a conference, which is a barrier that a lot of women of color, do face when they're trying to get their career going.
0: You know, that's, that's something that, you know, reading the the front page of your site, it talked about women of color being the most underrepresented um, demographic in, in the tech space. And that's just something that I've noticed from whether it's going to meetups or going to uh, the few conferences that I've been to that. Yeah. I mean, especially as far as speakers go. So it's great to see, leadership um in the area leadership uh, like you said a, a conference for women of color ran by women of color for women of color <laughs> like it's it's a great for at a school that excels in promoting that and that is something that i didn't even i like i feel bad because as a person of color i would think like oh yeah that's something that i should be thinking about all the time but it is inherently a problem that people don't think about it because it doesn't affect them. And um, has that been something that you've noticed uh, for women of color just getting into the industry that a lot of the inherent problems that they face often come from just lack of, I would say, like empathy?
1: I think it's more about, I don't know if it's so much about lack of empathy, but a lack of connection, um, access, and awareness. Um, Also, there aren't very many role models for women of color in tech. Uh, For me, I'm a woman of color. I didn't have any zero uh, role models for me uh, going through the industry. And even now, 30 years in here, it's been very difficult for me to find anyone at my level to talk to about any of this. And I just started thinking about, you know, I don't want women of color to continue facing this. I I would say artificial issue, which we can address as a community. So it's one of the reasons I wanted to push forward with the conference.
0: I I love the fact that you know, you mentioned having role models in your at your level, um, and and that's something that even to this day there's still a problem with. And I'm I'm looking at the speakers that you have, you know, available. You know, Miriam Aguirre and and um, Edelyn Bobe and so many founders and senior vice presidents and and managers, and and that's something that I wish there was more visible representation and I also see kaya who i've got i've had to, i've been had the pleasure to meet before who's a really awesome developer um over at slack but it's it's awesome that your this team is creating they're creating those role models they're showcasing those role models um how much of the the problems that you feel women of color are running into and and don't get me wrong when I say this. I don't, I don't want to make it seem like they're not doing a good job. I think they're doing an excellent job. How much of this do you think is due to, um, as you mentioned with Mills College, the lack of promotion, the the lack of I'm doing this thing. I'm in this position. I'm one of the few people in this position. Let me get in front of other people and let them know that, yes, we do
1: exist. Yeah, I, it's, it's really all that. Um, if I didn't go ahead and try to do this, it wouldn't exist. I mean, I'm sure it would at some point, but for, for us as women of color, we have to create our own opportunities and kind of make the path for others so that they come up, can come along with us or follow us. And I have stopped waiting for white men and white women to help us with this anymore. It's it's about empowering ourselves to try to change the dynamic already.
0: So, and and one of the last questions that I definitely wanted to bring up is is something that I have not seen before, um, and that is the Ally Skills Workshop. Please go into detail about the, the decision to not only try to Educate and empower women of color, but also people who want to help um, Be an ally to women of color and helping to see that group advance
1: Yeah, the allies workshop is a great idea that we came up with for the first um, conference and it was pretty much sold out and we're moving forward with it for the second conference and the reason we want to do it is, of course, this something that I mentioned before is the awareness factor, and we want to give tools and awareness to people that actually want to help us. You can't, you know, engage in this change without allies, without people that want to help you, and you have to give that opportunity to people. You can't just say, "Oh, yeah, you want us? You want? You want we want help from you?" and not give them the tools or the permission to go ahead and help you. So this is one of the ways to do that. And it's also a way for people that um, perhaps, you know, our allies who would normally not be part of this conference to be part of the conference and see us as well.
0: I think that that is hands down, like the coolest thing that I've seen any conference do, and, and that was actually one of the ways that I, I was able to reach out was um, I saw the the Twitter profile and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I want to, I wanna, you know, I don't really feel like I would, you know, I, the conference isn't for me and that's fine, but I want to help. I want to do something. And then when I saw the Ally conference, uh, the Ally workshop, I was like, oh, wow, I wish I could like fly to Oakland and, and <laughs> do something like that. But at the same time. That is that's such a great way to say, hey, look, even if this doesn't benefit you in an immediate, like getting you hired, what you're doing benefits the entire industry. And that's something that um, this podcast has always been big about is is making sure that we have great representation in our guests, that even our guests that are um, I don't want to say traditional, but I would guess like cisgender white males or or white women or or people that are in the majority in their area or region, um, we still look for allies in the space and help to promote that. And, and that's something that, you know, as I've been doing this for a few years, I see a lot of I see a lot of people of color, a lot of, of women of color who have so much ambition to Whether it's starting your own company or get involved into the scene, um, it it just feels like, how are they not making it? They're doing so great. And I, I think having workshops like this will help remedy that problem.
1: Definitely, and that's the goal of the workshop is to help us give those tools and help us move this forward for everyone involved.
0: So I wanted to to ask you about the talk that you're giving um, called "Leveling Up." What is what is that about?
1: It's basically a talk. I have uh, three, four other panelists with me, and we are going to talk about when do you dis- what leads to your decision for moving your career forward. Whether if you're an individual contributor, let's say you're a software engineer and you want to be a senior software engineer, or is or do you feel that it's time for you as an individual contributor to move into management role? Or if as a manager, how do you uh, start thinking about moving into director level roles and above? These are things that we'll talk about how how to evaluate that, um, the pros and cons of these things and um, how to start executing it. Uh, I think it's a really important thing to t- talk about, because people don't necessarily understand how do we evaluate that.
0: I, I absolutely agree. And and one thing that I, I have to ask as a follow-up question is, what do you say to those people at the starting point? As you mentioned, there aren't many role models for for women of color out there in the tech space. And I love that I am actively like working. It was funny. I looked at the, the conference website and I saw the speaker list and I said, okay, I've got to get every single one of these people on the podcast because I want to make sure that people know what they're doing and how awesome they are. And, but right now you can't find a lot of people that look like you, that talk like you, that are from the same areas that you're from, uh, doing the things that you want to do. What, what would be the, the words of encouragement that you would give to them?
1: I think that curiously enough, people get so swept up in their jobs that they don't actually look around themselves to see who else is in the company that may look like them. And then what happens is if you take that moment um, to step back and just evaluate your environment, you can actually start creating a community around yourself within um that environment. And then the next step is to start looking outside of the of your workplace and see if there are meetups or organizations with people that look like you and start um, going to the meetings to just meet people up. And also on LinkedIn, surprisingly enough, people reach out to me and they say, hey, I have, you know, I'm a woman of color and I'm thinking of this or that and I would like to talk to you. And I'm always open to that. So don't be shy to just go ahead and introduce yourself um, on LinkedIn and, and, you know, just make sure that it doesn't come off as well. I just wanted to get this information. I'm never going to see you again. But, you know, that's okay, too, because we're all busy. But the main thing is that we need to help each other to get to the next stage in our career. And we can't do this by ourselves.
0: I absolutely agree. And it, and it looks like a lot of these companies agree as well, because you have you have some great donors with like Google and Atlassian and, and Slack and Yelp. And um, of course, like MailChimp and Mozilla. Have you noticed? And, and I, I think this will be the definitely the last question for for the interview before we jump into the after show. Uh, but you've been doing this for 30 years now, for 30 plus years are we at least getting better about it? Like I, I, I have to have like, I want to end on a good note. So like, let me, at least give me the little bit of hope that we're doing a little bit better than we were 30 years ago.
1: Um, well, I can say that we're actually doing a, a lot better than we were doing. Even five, 10 years ago, it wasn't so much, and not a whole lot happening the first half of my career. Um, but, What I'm seeing now is when I was first joined Pandora, I was the only female engineering manager. And I came there with a mission to stop being the only female (laughs) engineering manager everywhere I went. Right. At that point it was, I'm done with this. I need to do something about it. And so I started creating a community for women uh, in technology and we meet every month and we support each other. We amplify our, our, successes and we talk about what we want to do. And fast forward six years since then, we now have about uh, five female engineering directors, a good handful of female engineering managers. I mean, it's been amazing. It's been the most progress I've seen in my entire career in this one company. And that makes me feel as if we're it's something's happening out there that the ecosystem is starting to change. So I, I will say that, yes, we, things are looking a lot better than they used to be, but the thing that isn't looking so great still is that there's a tendency for women generally all across the board, whether you're a woman of color or you're a majority woman or whatever you are, that usually within five years of you entering the profession there's a huge drop off. People seem to be leaving the profession. So we're, we're having retention issues and I'm starting to turn my focus into what's going on there. I kind of suspect that I know what's going on because I've seen it all through my career, but if we don't stem the, uh, flow of people going out, we're not going to achieve what we want to achieve in the end is to see women of color in higher positions and a female a, a female CTO that is a woman of color how cool would that be i mean that's that's what i want to see
0: you know you you brought up a really good point of of the retention issue and and obviously this is something that you've overcame um, how, how have you managed to keep such longevity in the tech space, um, seeing what you've seen and, and the experiences that you've had to deal with over 30 years?
1: I, th- I credit that a whole lot to my daughter because um, when I had her, I realized that I couldn't quit because I didn't want to give her that out. If you know what I'm trying to say, kids come up to you and they say, well, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then, you know, the only thing that you can do as a parent is role model the behavior you want them to follow. Yes. And so I role modeled the behavior of I'm not quitting. And so because I did that intentionally, I told myself I am not getting out of this industry. I am not quitting. I'm going to find ways to continue moving forward. And learning and so on and so forth so that I can model that behavior for my daughter and I I would say that she is the primary inspiration for me to keep going because I saw that for me to stay in here um, has led her to think that she can't quit either and she's currently following a uh, doctorate degree in biochemical engineering and so she's not going to quit because I didn't quit, so she doesn't have her, my permission to quit.
0: <laughs> I love that. That is that is so awesome, and and that's so inspiring as well. Because, I mean, my my daughter turned four months old today, and for me, I we started uh, the productivity and tech business. The podcast has been around for about three years now, and and we took a year off and we came back and. Uh, we're in this reboot, but the reboot came after she was born, and it was that same exact idea. And, and in fact, that is why I wanted to reach out be- about this conference. Is my daughter's going to grow up as a woman of color in this world, in this country, in California, and it is important for me to see her be able to have a lot of the opportunities that I didn't have growing up in rural Tennessee, where. I was one of the only people, like you said, there weren't any role models. All of my role models were either incarcerated or on their way to being incarcerated, and I didn't have that opportunity, and I didn't even think that it was possible for me until I got away from that area and and made it out to California And after the military brought me here, but... I am so glad that there is a conference like this. And I hope that in 16, 17 years, when she's, you know, getting ready to go to school, getting ready to go to college or or whatever she chooses to do, I can, you know, put the bug in her ear about, you know, the the 20th or the 16th anniversary of of the Tech Intersections Conference and and get her to go (laughs) to that. So thank you so much.
1: I hope hope by then that we're going to be bigger than Grace Hopper.
0: I do, too. I, I hope that, <laughs> I mean, and that's, that's something, and maybe that's a, a good question to end it on is what is the future for tech intersections? What, what is the goal? Is it, is it to stay at mills? Is it to expand and do multiple conferences? Um, what, what do you see is the next step for tech Intersections?
1: I mean, I was amazed at how much demand there was for this the first year we were pretty much sold out and people just wanted to go and, we didn't have the capacity. We'll see how it goes this year. If it's the same thing, then we'll definitely consider moving the location and the uh, other options. But we we got to see if it has legs first before you know, contemplating bigger plans. But I don't know. I, I've always been of the mode of, if you want to see the change, you have to be the change. And so I see that, we need to have a conference like this, a really huge conference for women of color as a event, as something like almost a a ritual passage in a a way like Grace Hopper is for people just starting their career. And, And it'll be a great way for people to actually see the people in the industry doing something and talking about things and being inspired and will inspire other generations. So that's the huge, huge long-term vision of the conference, and hopefully we'll get there. But in the meantime, we're just trying to build a bit of steam here.
0: Well, if you decide to do a conference for men of color, please let me know, or next (laughs) time maybe I'll be able to uh, find a way to make it up to Oakland in time to do the Ally Skills Workshop because I am absolutely interested in seeing more things like this in the world and, and in our area and in our region. And I, I like you said, having someone else and wanting to see them not have to go through some of the things that you've gone through is is one of the best and most like amplifying ways to be motivated and, and keep at it. And I, I hope that in 30 years I can be you know telling a similar story as well.
1: Definitely. And I, am I'm, I'm just gonna want to say one more thing is that a lot of times we ask permission to do things and we have to get away from that. I didn't ask anyone's permission to set this up. I just went ahead and contacted, um, the professor and we went ahead. We did not ask permission of either of our organizations. We just said, we're going to do this. We figure out how to, to get it together. Um, we put, Put together a great committee. I love our committee. We're all very committed to to this conference, and we made it happen. And it's magical. It's it's almost like a startup in in and of itself. And I I just want to encourage people to stop asking for pre- just go ahead and figure out how to do it and. Make-
0: I think that is something that it is so scary the first time you do it but at, once you get the hang of it not asking for permission is kind of fun <laughs>
1: <laughs> as long as you don't break something right
0: <laughs> i mean i mean if you if you break it just at least know how to put it back together right
1: <laughs> yeah definitely you know do something for positive change <laughs>
0: So that that's going to probably end the, the actual uh, interview. Before we jump into the after show, please let everyone know how they can get in touch with you and how they can learn more about Tech Intersections
1: 2019. Sure. So feel free to go to the website, techintersections.org, and you'll find a way to contact us, and you'll find the profile of everyone involved with the conference. And... Um, We'll be probably promoting this a lot more heavily, and because there's a couple more. And um, don't be scared to reach out to us via Twitter, uh, or LinkedIn, or even through the website through email. They're all good ways of to us. And if you're interested in being a speaker the next year, start thinking about it. We open up the proposals. Like uh, about two and a half months ahead of the conference and we don't have any prerequisites if you have an idea that you want to talk about and you're a woman of color and you want to be up there in front of an audience that will appreciate you that won't be judgmental and this experience I can tell you will change you in many ways that you won't even understand until afterwards um, go for it
0: Hey, I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Myra and and a special thanks to Myra for coming on to the show. When I first reached out to Tech Intersections and said, hey, you know, I'd love to have someone come and talk on the podcast. I wasn't sure who they were going to send me, but I'm so glad that they chose Myra to come and represent the conference. And I also thank Myra for the wonderful conversation. And just a reminder, it doesn't end there. If you want to support productivity in tech and many of the other podcasts that I do click on the support the podcast button that will take you straight to our Kofi page and that is Kofi f-i. and Kofi is a little different from Patreon it's about the same you can subscribe monthly but say you just like this episode or you know you just want to give back a little bit but you can't really you know give regularly well you can also do one time donations with Kofi and if you do that you will gain access to the private feed. Not just this episode, all of the episodes that are there. So that is going to do it for this week. I'm already looking forward to the conversation next week. But if you are in the Oakland area, please, especially if you are a woman of color, take a look at the Tech Intersections website. If you're a woman of color, you know, the the tickets are relatively cheap. And, They're really wanting to sell this out. They're wanting to increase the presence of women of color in tech in the area. So be sure to support them. That's techintersections.org. And if you're not a woman of color and you still want to help out, then go to the website. Take a look at their Ally course, the Ally workshop that they have. I wish I was in the area. I, I would love to go to this. I'm hoping that I can sign up for the newsletter so next year I'll be able to attend. I think this is something that many people need to do. But that's going to do it for this week for the Productivity in Tech podcast. I'm Jay Miller, and I will talk to you guys next week.